Hey, it's Aaron Paxton Arnold, host of The Real Morning Wood. Happy to be here today. Shout out to Sarah representing. We're about to do this really great interview with uh, the founders of the Girl Code Movement, which is an organization that uh, not only is there to help prevent rape, but also continue the dialogue going. And uh, these young ladies have gotten a lot of attention nationally from BuzzFeed to um, the Huffington Post. So it's a blessing to have them. Uh, the Girl Code basically is a movement and pledge that unites college women across the country to become active operatives to stop rape from happening. Uh, so we're just blessed to have them. As you know, uh, the Morning Wood Show is a uh, a show mixed with stupidity and sophistication. So just having fun. But you know, this is a really serious topic, and uh, I just want to thank Sarah for um, you know uh, making this happen. And uh, here's the interview. Uh, you can find us uh, again at the soundcloud.com slash the real morning wood or you could just simply uh, find us on instagram at the real morning wood pod all right here's an interview this podcast is, is, is what we like to say uh, a platform where sophistication meets stupidity um, yeah, so, <laughs> I know yeah. I love that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, we have, I always say, I have like four names for Sarah. I said sexy, stupendous. <laughs> what are the other two? I'm missing keep sultry. Adding, keep adding adjectives. Okay, sexy, yeah. stupendous, <laughs> sultry. Uh, I don't know. Like, so tell everybody your name. <laughs> so, I'm Caroline Harris. Nice, nice. And you so, want you, to tell you're, you how I got my name? I can tell you. Yeah, I would love to know how you got your name. Um, it's kind of, well, um, I just told this story, like, two seconds ago, it's funny, I'm saying it, um, when my mom was pregnant with me, you know how, like, Kate Middleton is, like, the thing now, like, mm-hmm. everyone follows Kate Middleton, the princess, when she was pregnant, there's this, like, Princess Caroline of, like, Monaco, who was, like, the big, like, celebrity, so everyone was, like, obsessed with her, and that's all my mom did when she was pregnant was watch her, and then she decided to name me Caroline after her. So, so basically, so in essence, fact, are you royalty, is what you're saying? Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> when you really look, break it down. All right. I love I love the confidence and modesty all mixed into one. <laughs> um, so we are going to have fun with this. Obviously, you know, what you're doing is, is very, you know, groundbreaking and serious. Um, the, the Girl Code movement, which has received national attention. Um, but before we get into that, um, I have no idea what Sarah has told you. And so I, we always like to play this song. Have you heard of this gentleman by the name of Rodney Carrington? Um, I don't think so yeah i honestly i hadn't heard of no, him either i had neither it's totally fine so we're going <laughs> okay. to play uh like maybe just the first 20 seconds of this song to kind of just get break the mode and then uh, i would love to get uh your thoughts on it so uh, here we go Underneath the covers of my morning wood My wife wakes up and looks my way The kids run in and ruin my day <laughs> Ronnie <laughs> Carrington, thank you very much So this is kind of how we get the show started you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back Because I am extremely immature So thank you for, uh, thank you for bearing with me Alright, so now that we got that out the way um, 
tell us. I mean, the girl code movement. It, it's uh, if I was to tell somebody, you know, the girl code movement, somebody might say, "Oh, like so they do coding, like they're in tech." Yeah. You know. So, and obviously there are similar like movements out there, girls who code. So we want our listeners to understand that. <laughs> The girl code movement—that's the girl code movement—is something completely right. different. Um, tell us what it is. Um. So yeah, we—it's actually funny because so there's, there's a TV show on MTV that's also called Girl Code. Yep. And we've been mistaken for that as well. Um, I can um, start with how I came up with the name. Is kind of how it started because when I was a sophomore in college um my friend and I were just like talking about our similar experiences of sexual assault and kind of how we felt that there was this lack of unity among women and like specifically I'm in a sorority Sarah's in a sorority too um specifically among like Greek women on campus and this kind of like it was just felt that it was very like silent and like cold when it came to the topic of sexual assault so we were like this is like really problematic because at the end of the day we could all really come together to be able to talk about this and become more aware of it so we just kind of thought like well you know like there's kind of this like code among women it could be like this kind of thing we all you know all have a role in and like talking about and learning from each other and putting a more like positive approachable light on it because we felt that it was very um kind of like too serious to talk about or like this kind of quiet like whispers like oh this happened to my friend this happened to my friend but like we're not really going to mm-hmm. talk about it so um that's kind of where it started and we just we really wanted it to be the main thing we focus on a lot is positivity because i think that it is like you know incredibly traumatic issue it is like a very solemn problem to talk about and we really wanted to kind of put it into a positive light that made it so that it was approachable and people could understand that you know, everyone has a role in this. Every person can relate to this in their own way. And, like, everyone has a role in hopefully eradicating it from campus one day. Um, so that's kind of how it started. And from then, we thought it was going to just be, like, us, like, going and, like, talking to sororities and, like, telling our stories, and that would be it. And then it just kind of blew up really quickly because um, we felt that once we did kind of – it was kind of like once we, like, opened the jar, like, everyone was, like – oh, like, this happened to me, I want to get involved, I want to get involved, it's kind of, we were, like, looking at to, like, take the first step, and everyone was very willing to follow. Right. So, one of the things I was impressed with when I went to um, the website, and uh, if you want to, before we get into the next question, like, what are all the social media handles where people can find you? Yeah, so we have, um, where we started is we have our Facebook page, so, if you just type in the Girls Code Movement onto Facebook, um, it'll hopefully pop up. <laughs> um, we also mm-hmm. we have a we have a Tumblr which is girlcodemovement.tumblr. Um, and then we also our Twitter account is Girl Code Movement but without the vowels. So if you can figure that out, um, it's like G R L C. MVMNT, I think. Um, this, this is where yeah. the Syracuse Very education nice. comes into handy and comes in handy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, thank you for that. So, girl, like the girl code movement, like it's it's. Uh-huh. If I'm a guy or I hear about it, I'm like, okay, it's you know, and I haven't done my research. I'm like, it's about rape prevention. It's about, yeah. you know, help, helping women that have been raped. And there was something that you said that I thought was really um, 
really kind of powerful when you said, I, ha I haven't been paraphrasing it, but it says, I haven't been raped, but I'm, I'm a victim of sexual assault. Um, mm -hmm. When you wrote that, like, explain that because, you know, especially as a guy and just to a lot of people, like, you know, we were ignorant and, and very insensitive um, to a lot of different things when it comes to this topic. So I would always put everything together and kind of want and lump it together. Like, what is the difference? Yeah. Well, I think that um, where it comes from is, like, rape is, um, it's, like, when it comes down to it, if you like, want to, like, it's, like, what people think is, like, sex. People think it's, like, similar to, like, the physicality of it is, like, a, like, act of violence that comes in the form of sex, and act of violence comes in, like, the form of, like, penetration, if you want to really get into it. So uh, that's where it comes from. For me, like, sexual assault can come in terms of, like, you know, at the end of the day, like, rape is a form of sexual assault, but for me, it was more or less just, like, unwanted, any kind of, like, unwanted, like, physical contact. Right. Any kind of, like, unwanted forms of, like, touching, kissing, anything like that that I did not consent to, people don't consent to, and that's what happens. Um, so, like, rape comes in the form of sexual assault, but um, there is this inclusion, there is this, like, um, rape is... And, and rape isn't just something that like guys do to girls it happens in all different forms um between relationships between partners between two people um so yeah i hope that kind of makes it more clear yeah you know mm -hmm. um one of the other things that you said and you know like i said i was on the website and the facebook page and the tumblr page as well and um again you know there's so many perceptions or misperceptions of what Mm -hmm. It means, you know, when you're raped, especially when it, when you're on a college campus. Um, right. And I, I thought this was very powerful. You said, and for the record, I wasn't drunk. I wasn't wearing a slutty skirt. I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't caught in yeah. the wrong place at the wrong time. And when I read that, I'm like, wow, those are all the things that are typically said when uh, a woman in particular reports that she's been sexually assaulted or raped. Yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us, like... Tell us about that, because I just thought that that was right there to me that kind of broke down all the barriers or the, or the, or the stereotypes that are put upon women, um, you know, when they come forward to say that they've been raped. Yeah, um, kind of like when we first started talking about it, I, I kind of called the like the law and order SBU effect. Where dun, dun, people dun. think that, yeah, if people <laughs> think that like rape and sexual assault is the same that happens in back alleyways, you know, by a total stranger, you're like, your life is on the line. You know what I mean? Like, if, when I first came to campus, that's what I thought it was. I did not think it was something that would ever happen, like, in my dorm room, whatever happened to my friends, whatever happened, like, the people I knew in my class, because I was this far-off perception. Then recently, it comes into this kind of, it gets kind of lumped into the whole, like, college partying culture, mm -hmm. which then, like, unfortunately, like, normalizes it and makes it this thing that... Oh, like everyone's out drinking. No one really knows what's going on. This, that. She was wearing this. No, she knew him. It was her boyfriend. It kind of, unfortunately, like, yes, we're able to talk about it more and realize that it happens on campuses. But with that conversation also comes the standard of like victim blaming in that. And, you know, the policing of like how women's behavior should be, how we should dress, how she would act, how we should be in relationships. So it kind of, unfortunately, like, it's become this conversation that we can talk about on college campuses, but without, you know, the side of putting the blame of the incident on the victim themselves. Right. Um, so it's, and there's also, like, there's two sides of it. Like, people think that sexual assault, you know, you either, like, have to be, like, in a dark alleyway, you either have to be, like, you know, 
you were like wearing a sweaty dress and you were like out with a bunch of guys. Like people like love to say that it, it's like everything but it is because of the things you did. So for me, yeah. like people, like it's hard for people to imagine the fact that like, no, it was with my so-called boyfriend in high school and I wasn't drunk and it wasn't like at two in the morning. It was in the middle of the day. That's when it can happen. It can also happen if I was, it was three in the morning and I was blackout. It can also happen in that form. It's understanding the fact that this is an issue that takes on every single form and we need to all come together and accept and acknowledge the fact that that's what it is. It isn't anything more, it isn't anything less. Right. Yeah. Um, Sarah, did you have any questions? Oh, no, I agree. I feel like (laughs) I'm like another big girl on campus. So many times I've had like heard people say anytime when they talk about it, they're like, oh, you know, she was asking for it. And I'm always Mm. like, what does that mean? Like, just because she was like dancing and like drunk like that doesn't mean that she's asking you know for you to like have sex with her it's not her agreeing to anything just because she's wearing like a short skirt and like a crop top like that doesn't mean you know but people i think always try to find ways to justify it and um it's so stupid right so yeah like people oh, sorry. i don't go ahead no go just ahead. like no, people think that, like, consent comes in, like, all these different forms. They think it comes in the form of, like, asking a girl to formal. They think it comes in the form of, like, yeah. flirting. They think that, like, girls wearing, like, high heels means that they're, like, consenting to sex. And it's like, no. like it's absurd, yeah. That's absurd. Like, that, and it's, like, all of these things that are, like, used as just, like, tools to, you know, further shame women for doing absolutely anything and then justify violence that happens to them. Right. Yeah. So let, let me play devil's advocate here because, again, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a guy. I've been on college campuses right. before. You know, <laughs> I've had a lot of fun and, and done a lot of things that, um, you know, I, if I told you, I have to kill you. But, <laughs> like, I look at, for example, I look at, like, the Duke lacrosse team and what they went through and what they were right. accused of. And then it was later found out that none of that was true. Um, so like what, especially as women, young women and, and, and leading this girl code movement for both of you, like what, like, where do you, like, where do you draw that line as far as like fairness? Because, you know, sometimes, uh, I mean, I could take, you know, what happened at Florida state. I mean, there's so many cases where like men are accused of doing something that maybe they didn't do, or are there even mm-hmm. cases of, where, you know, like I've been in situations where, you know, you're with a girl and she says no, and so you back off and then she says yes, eventually, whatever it is. Like, what mm-hmm. what is the advice that you can give for men and women? Like I have a, you know, I have a daughter that's about to start high school in four months. And so I'm trying to put her onto game as far as what to do, not to even put yourself in a certain situation for that to even potentially take place, et cetera, et cetera. Like, is that the right advice? Is that ignorance coming from a guy? Like, how does that work? Yeah, no, that, those are all like totally fair questions I've gotten. Like, all the times, especially like the UVA Rolling Stone case, like mm-hmm. I got that thrown in my face. Like, what do you mean? These girls are making this up, all this mm-hmm. stuff. So when I look at those instances, I can't help but think, okay, how many girls are watching this unfold and are making the decision right now to not report? Right. How many girls are yeah. seeing the Duke lacrosse incident and saying, well, there's what are the chances, you know, some, someone, some lawyer is not going to bring this up and throw this in my face. So we see the ways there's like become this like when we want to talk about sexual assault, it's got to be 
in this falsely accused manner. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the statistics of how many how many reports don't go reported, that's what the most important information is. No, like people are saying, like, how can you do this? Like, you know, like that he's a good guy. Like you're throwing him in jail. Like I'm gonna tell you right now, no one's in jail. Like, none of these court cases are going through. No one's being put behind bars. Like, you can look at the Duke lacrosse team and, like, yes, it was falsely accused, but, like, a lot of times, like, like there's, like, this th- there are people think that, like, we're out to, like, put people hi- behind bars. And I'm like, that's not even my goal because I know that, like, going if I wanted to, like, go to court with my case, it wasn't going to happen. Like, really? That, why, do you say, like, why do you say that? Just because at that point... Like, there's a victim-blaming culture out there, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, when it comes down to, like, it was literally my word against his. Right. You know, mm-hmm. with me, like, it, like, I, like, people are like, you need evidence. Like, if you are raped, you have to wake up the next morning, you know, <laughs> mentally, physically right. get the courage to then go to the hospital, get the rape kit, trust that the nurses and doctors there are doing it correctly, trust that it's being taken care of, then to get there. Like, people don't ever appreciate the fact that, like, in that effort comes like incredible amounts of like trauma to add to already what's happened. Right. So, <laughs> you know, for me, like just in terms when I hear those, like my heart goes out to those men who are like being, you know, castrated as like monsters. Cause like that is unfair to like, you know, pe- like people need to realize that too, that like, this isn't a conversation of like men versus women, like men are victims of sexual assault as well. Like, you know, men are like put into these boxes, they can immediately be like categorized these like incredible like, monsters and that's a whole different side of it um but i guess when i do talk to see, the conversation that you have to like with both like guys and girls it's always going to be a little different as much as i don't want it to be so with guys i've like talked to fraternities and i usually say like look the first thing i want you guys to know is like i'm not coming in here saying this is a fraternity problem this is a societal problem mm-hmm. you know you, you you could ban all the fraternities you want just like uva did at the end of the day that's really not going to do anything yeah. Um, so like that's what I first encountered. Like this is not a like college issue. This is a much larger issue. This happens in different forms, all across ages, all across like not in college, in high school, after college. Um, mm-hmm. But something I talked to them about is really um, understanding the fact that if you're you know like when you're in like a fraternity party and like you see a really drunk girl. And she's falling over and you see your friends or you see someone you know and someone you don't even know like kind of taking her upstairs like you in that moment making the decision to not intervene is also part of the problem right you know like they always mm-hmm. say like being silent is picking the side of the oppressor right so yeah. i say a lot of times like look you can tell me all you want that it was one guy who did this but i'll tell you right now there are 30 guys who stood there and let it happen right you know there are yeah. 30 guys who let their brother get incredibly intoxicated and do these things you know it, it's a lot of times when like guys like they don't want to be a brotherhood they're like no that wasn't me that was just him but at the end of the day they all want to be part of the same thing it's like okay like pick your poison like you guys have to look out for each other and when i talk to girls um i i try not to get into the forms of like where it's like on them to prevent this from happening to them you know like we want to keep the conversation focused on like people understanding that like we should probably should teach like people not to do this we shouldn't teach women not to like look out for themselves and make it this individual problem but i do talk about um really in the ways that it's about like what it, like this is what girl goes through i was like looking out for your friends and like keeping keeping track of everyone and making sure like everyone's 
not blacking out. And that just goes in terms of, like, just general safety in your life, not in terms of, like, sexual assault, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but then what I also, I always talk about, too, is, like, what for me is a huge problem with women on this campus and everywhere is conversations that happen among women after they come forth and tell their friends. Because in that initial conversation, a lot can happen. You know, I, for instance, were like, oh, I went to my friend. I said this happened. And she was like, oh, my God, like, I know that guy. That's hmm. crazy. I can't believe it. Wow, that sucks. Like, drunk night. And, like, just completely belittle it. And don't see it for what it really was. Just see it as kind of like a crazy hookup story and not really fact that, like, no, that, you know, that is this night for her is really going to shape the rest of her college career. So I'm trying to create better conversations among women in terms of being really there for them and understanding what like the best way you can be there for someone because I think that's like really shows like how there can be a lot of power within women and helping stopping this issue but also making this issue something that we're not ourselves pushing under the rug we're not ourselves you know silencing each other because that's what I mm-hmm. see a lot of times with women but I think you know if I were to give advice to your daughter it's Really, like, you know, it's not about saying, like, hey, like, don't drink too much, don't wear a short skirt. It's really about, like, if you really want to help this issue the best way you can, you need to be there for your friends. You need to be there and helping each other out. And, like, you know, if you're looking out for your friends, they're going to look out for you. If you're going to help your friends do something, she's going to help it there. And also, it comes in different forms. Standing up to guys. Like, just now I was in the library and I heard this guy, like, say the other day, like, he's like, this final's going to rate me. And it's like standing up and I walked into the table and I was like, can you not say those things? Because that's just not okay in any sense of the way. Um, it can come in like little forms and for your, for your daughter, I like hope that's her. And I know that if she's your daughter, you or her dad, like she's already in great hands. And it can be like overwhelming in the sense of, I feel like I'm rambling, but um, no, it's it can fine. be like overwhelming. It's good, keep, <laughs> like, keep rambling. Because um, <laughs> Like, for example, I'm an orientation leader for the school, so I, like, work with all the freshmen, you know, help them move in, and I've had, you know, tons of dads come up and be like, what do I, like, should I let my daughter even join a sorority, like, blah, 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 <laughs> should I, like, do this? Right. It's like, okay, why well, don't, as a dad, you be the example she needs to be of what a man should be? She can hmm. learn from you. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, like don't, don't put her in a box, be out there, show her what it means to be a man, you know, be beside her and tell her that she's, like, the strongest, intelligent person that she could ever be. Right. And I think instilling those positive values go much farther than, te- than telling her what not to do. Tell her what to do, not what not to do. It's, I guess, my ending message. I'm not a parent, but... No, I mean, maybe. <laughs> one of the things that... Um, <laughs> and so my mom, my mom always teases me because, you know, being a guy and, uh, you know, raising uh, a, a now, in essence, a young woman or a young lady, uh, my mom teases mm-hmm. me and she says that, you know, all the stuff that I did in high school and college isn't so funny anymore. And I'm like, nah, yeah. it's not. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that I try to educate my daughter on is I just try to let her know that, um, you know, at the end of the day, like, you're your own brand. So the decisions that yeah. you make will follow you <laughs> pretty much forever. Like, there are situations that, uh, you know, in college and high school that there were, you know, certain young women that they put themselves in certain situations and we all make mistakes. But though mm-hmm. the stigma that was attached to that has has continued to this day to to follow them. So, you know, I just try to educate her on, um, you know, being smart, 
uh, about it and, and, and making the right decisions. But, you know, even as I listen to you now, like this is, and again, being a guy, you just don't think about it. Like from the time I'm, I can remember being in high school or probably even eighth grade to even now, but especially in high school and college, like all you're thinking about is how many women can I sleep with? I mean, that's, yeah. and that's not how I was raised. You know, like my parents have been married for 45 years. Like my dad, you know, my dad preached against that, you know, but you know, at the end of the day, you, you had your friends and you, on some level you succumb to peer pressure and just, you know, societal standards and, at, oh, yeah. Your goal is just to sleep with as many women as you can. Um, so, you know, you get to a school or you get to college and, you know, the, you go to a party and you're like, ah, oh, man, like everybody's drinking, blah, blah, blah. I know me personally, yeah. I never was really into a woman that was drunk because I'm like, you know, if we're going to, you know, be intimate together, I want you to remember it. Like, you know, I want to know <laughs> yeah. that that we, you know, we had sex because maybe you thought I was handsome, not because you were drunk. <laughs> Um, yeah. so, but again, it's, it's just listening to your story is, it's scary for me as, as, as a dad, because in my mind, I'm just thinking about prevention, prevention, prevention. Right. And then also as a dad, I'm thinking about like, if anybody was ever to touch any piece of my daughter unwillingly, like, <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. it's just pretty much be a wrap. So yeah. my, with that being said, um, like, what do you, I mean, is there a way, like, I mean, I, I looked at something on your website and said 90% of rapists will never go to jail. And yeah. like, wow, like that's, that's scary to me. Um, that's just a really staggering t- statistic. Yeah. That, like I wish that was like in the headlines more than like UVA, like the UVA girl made it up. I wish it was like, no, like. No one's really talking. And like the first time someone talks, we're too quick to criticize them before listening to them. Right. Do you think that the women that have made up stories, like I think even in college, that was one of my biggest fears that I would do something and, you know, somebody would get upset and say, right. that, okay, Aaron raped her. And I'm like, you know, that like that was probably the only thing that I was afraid of in college. Right. Um, just because it seemed to be happening so much. Uh, and I even had friends, female friends that were sexually assaulted and raped and they never went to the police. Um, they, you know, they may have talked about it once or twice and now they're grown and they kind of just buried it. Like, what is the, what is the mental and emotional toll that it takes when you kind of just bury these stories? I mean, like for me, like I wouldn't even like let myself come to terms with what happened to me. Mm-hmm. Like I would just like, I was like, well, that was a really shitty relationship. I'm <laughs> never going to talk about it again. Okay. Bye. Like I'm going to like, you know what I mean? It just became like this mm-hmm. very, because like, it, like what I said before, it was like the law and order. I keep saying that, but like, I was like, I didn't even have like the terms to like talk about what was happening to me. I didn't have yeah. like words to describe it. I was just like, I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. I hate everything right now. Right. I think I'm depressed. But right. I'm just gonna go to prom, like you know what I mean. It was just like, yeah, I I, I didn't have and like that. I don't know whose fault that is. I don't really. I think that just comes like that can come in terms like growing up and being 18. Um, and so you were you were in high school when um, the sexual yeah. assault took place. Wow, wow. Yeah. So I was. I mean, I I kind of talk about like I was uh, having me in a relationship when I was in high school, and then I don't talk about it as much. But then I talk about it more within interviews, but. When I then was a freshman in college in the spring, it happened again with a with a different guy, not with the same guy. So, um, 
tw twice. It, I mean, within yeah. basically a 12 month period. Um, again, some guy will say, or even a woman will say, well, didn't you learn from the first time? Yeah, oh yeah. So. I had, I had, I had uh, an advisor at Syracuse tell me that. Okay. Actually. Um, <laughs> she well, was like, she's like, can, oh, you know. Oh, so real quick. Like, female, like uh, one of the things that we do, like when we have people that are ignorant or haters, like we give them the D's Nuts Award. So we have to give them the D's Nuts Award to your advisor because he said. Yeah, no, she, I was failing my bio class. Oh, she. Happened. It was a it, she. Yeah, it was a girl. Oh, my no, God. I'll give you, she's, she's, yeah, she was like the biology, like physics, no, no, freshman, not physics, but I was like freshman coordinator and like advisor. Uh -huh. And I like, was like, you know, bombing this class, like not doing well. Going, I wanted to like actually just be like, what is my grade right now? Like, what do I need to pass to get on the final to like yeah. at least be above water? And I started to cry, and she was just like, she told me that metaphor, like, you know, you fall in the hole once, I'll learn next time. You fall in the hole twice, like it's time to walk around. And I was like, are wow. you telling me that like she sucks? And I remember I just like. <laughs> I just like looked up and was like, I think I'm gonna go. <laughs> right. I'm going too well. Yeah. Wow. That is. Yeah. Wild. Being like, I don't really feel better, and I, I don't even, I don't think I got my grade. I remember I was yeah. like, well, I don't think that's the good one. You vinyl. Yeah. Wow. That is crazy. So I mean, man, this is this is such a like a, a crazy topic, a sensitive topic. Um. So you have two other people that are part of the Girl Code movement. Mm -hmm. um, I, I believe when I read their bios, they had also been victims of of uh, sexual assault. Um, mm -hmm. Like, is there a happy ending to any of this? Like, do you, I mean, moving forward, uh, like there was a study that came out. Uh, I'm, I'm, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I was watching the news last week. And they were just talking about how, like, I believe, like, teen pregnancy is down, like, dramatically mm -hmm. over the last 10 years. And, you know, obviously, there we've, we've seen so many different campaigns from contraception oh, to yeah. just education. Do you think that with organizations and, and movements, campaigns that you guys have and just others that are out there, do you think that, let's say... Uh, the ninety percent of rapists that will never go to jail, it will it will go from maybe I don't know seventy to sixty percent in the ten years. Or do you think that you guys can even reduce the number of incidents? Because prevention, obviously, is, I, I would think that's where we want to head. Like we don't want a bunch of women being raped, you know. Because mm -hmm. even if that guy does go to jail, the damage is done completely. On both ends. Right. So, do you think that with the, the things that you guys are doing, that you can really affect change? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I definitely. Um, sorry, I'm processing everything. Um, I think for me, like, it's important to look at like how change can come in like different forms. Like for me, like, like when I first started this, like, I didn't really know where like the end was, but I think for me, like I can look at like the friends I've made and like the people I at least hope have like kind of jumped onto this. I'm like that for me is like a smaller, it's like a change, you know. These girls weren't on campus, weren't talking about this stuff. These guys weren't realizing this stuff, you know. There's change, and like you can make you can make like change in conversations you have. You can make change in like really small forms, and you know I don't really know if I can like formulate like 
specifically what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I know for me that at least I hope that I've left enough girls, like I'm graduating, I hope that I've like made enough impact that like they're able to continue these conversations. Mm-hmm. And through that, there'll be like a better way to talk about this. And, the, you know, girls will be like being there for their friends. And, you know, they'll see like, like no, let this happen. Like I saw this girl like treat this issue this way. Like this is what we're going to do. And just being a role model in like the way you react to situations, I hope will create that kind of change. And I do hope that, yes, like, you know, with this, there will be like better justice given into, you know, these survivors themselves. I hope that there will be more awareness among men and like a better conversations about not just like we look out for each other, but, you know, what kind of like, let's look at the fact that, you know, this pretty you know, brutal expectations for what it means to be a man on campus. And like, let's look at it from that perspective. I right. hope that, you know, we're kind of pulling away the curtain on a lot of different issues. And I hope that, you know, even like if those are small changes and like just terms of relationships among people, those relationships still weren't there before. And those conversations still weren't being had. Right. And I hope to look at it from that perspective in a more positive manner than, you know, digging through like statistics of, you know, how many re- reports went through in Syracuse University, because I think that, that can just be very, it can cause a kind of an activist burnout and kind of like, all right, you know, what are we really, really looking for, looking for here? And I hope that we can like shift the lens on what positivity means in terms of like activism and hope that that will create more people who have become like more aware of these situations and not be afraid to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, I definitely think I just want to say like from like being another like woman on the Syracuse campus, like since you guys have started, I feel like I've known a lot of girls that have felt more comfortable being able to share what have happened to them because they see that it's, you know, you guys have set up this like safe kind of place to be like, you know, you're a victim, like you didn't ask for this, like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. feel embarrassed or, or, you know, feel bad that this happened to you. And so I definitely think that women feel more comfortable and like confident in knowing that it was not their fault if something like that happened to them because of like the steps that you guys have taken so which cool. is amazing so kudos to what you're doing it's really, yeah. really amazing i have mm-hmm. i mean i have a number of different questions but i, I just have a couple more because i know you have to go but yeah that's fine um teesh. so again being a guy like mm-hmm. Are, are there cases where, you know, there's sexual assault, not necessarily rape, but sexual assault where there's just the ignorance that comes in where maybe guys just don't understand the difference? Or is it just to the point where it's just all the same? Yeah, I think, I think, I, I do think there is like ignorance in, I think there's this ignorance among those kind of things where I don't want to put the blame on the guy himself. Because we were talking before, like, there's this whole idea out there that people think consent comes in all these different forms, right? Mm-hmm. People think consent, like, I always say it all the time, like, if a guy asks you, if you're asking a girl to formal in, like, where you, like, go away for a weekend, you know, like, when they go to Canada, like, that, that's yeah. not consent. That, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that I don't And they wanna, think like, they're like, oh, I asked her, like, we're going to have sex. Like, no. Like, like, yeah, like, like, is she down? Like, would she have sex? And they, and like, his friend says, yeah. And then guys ask her and she says, yes. And they're like, well, great. Now we're going to have sex, you know? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. that's, well, that's let, not. Let me say, let me ask this because, again, at the end of the day, 
and this is how I was always taught. This is how I was raised. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I mean, you joke about it because there've been plenty of nights when I went home with basically what is called blue balls. And uh-huh. but at the end of the day, like I was, I was always taught that you know, let's say we're going somewhere or the whole week, like she's been saying, we're going to sleep together. We're going to sleep together. And then in, yeah. in the mid, at the midnight hour, if she just decides that she doesn't like, I mean, we could be butt naked and she's like, no, Aaron, I just don't want to do this. Then you stop. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's that. But, uh, what a, a lot of guys, I mean, I know just from talking to guys, like a lot of the guys just don't understand that they, they weren't taught that for whatever reason. They don't necessarily know. Um, is that an excuse uh, for them? Like, is, is is that an excuse? Do you think the excuse for what? For the, I mean, because a, a lot of guys say, "Well, I just I didn't know." Like, you know, I, we were into it. She said no, but you know, I kept going anyway. Like, is 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 that a, like a legitimate excuse? Um, for for a situation like that, I mean, because a lot of times when people think about rape, like you said, they think about the back alley. The, the very yeah. violent of very violent act of being raped when in actuality most rape cases to my knowledge are not that you know they're the yeah. I know that person a lot of times we weren't even drinking um etc cetera, etc cetera. so like is there is there is there like a certain level of ignorance that is, is excusable uh, and from your vantage point or is it kind of just like the no tolerance thing I mean, I think that it's kind of one of those things where, like, the way I talk about consent is, like, I use a form of, like, making tea. Like, I saw this in a magazine, and, like, it's, like, or, like, going out on a date. Like, you can spend all week talking about going on a date, going on a date, and, like, at the last second, the person, like, stands up in the middle of lunch and is, like, I don't want to do this and leaves. Hmm. You're not going to, like, chase the person down and, like, force them into the chair and be, like, eat this food, we're on a date. Like, you know, it's annoying (laughs) and, like, there's nothing wrong with being, like, bothered if someone, like, isn't down for what you're down with. That, right. Like, it, it, you're, it, you're, I think that a lot of times guys, like, think that their frustration can translate into anything they want it to be. Right? Mm. You can be frustrated. Like, that's annoying. If, like, like that, that would be, like, you're, like, a really like a girl, and, like, at the last second, she's like, oh, I don't really want to do this. And you're like, well, I really liked you, and this sucks. But there's nothing wrong with that. I think when it comes and they use that frustration to justify sexual assault they use it to be like well like you this and that and that i can do whatever i want else i'm mad it's like i don't think that it's really okay for what's coming out of her mouth like mm. her words what what she wants is completely like out of the question at that point it's all about what he wants like mm. you know what i mean like a girl's like no like it's not okay for him to be like well sorry i'm not gonna really listen to that because i'm mad and i get to use this anger to then do whatever i want like that's not okay yeah. in any situation. Like, that, like, and like I say all the time, like, I, I mean, I have like a boyfriend. Sometimes I'm just like roll over in the middle of the night and he's like frustrated, but I'm like, I, what, like, what it do you ha- want me to do? I don't owe you shit. Yeah. yeah it, it happens. happens. <laughs> I'm a person. I'm, I, I, like, I'm, I think that that's. I'm married and it happens. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you just roll over and go and I, play video games. <laughs> yeah, like, like, go on your phone. Like, I, yeah. I want to go to sleep. Like, and I think that it's when guys see the fact that, like, at the end of the day, you know, can, like, look in the way, like, women are treated in society. They're treated sometimes like products or, like, yeah. prizes, right? Guys, how many girls do you sleep with? Your girls are a number. They're not really a person. Yeah. Um, so I think when guys use that, like, frustration to then justify what they do, that's just not an okay connection. 
Right. Like, that's just, and that can be applied, like I was saying, like, you can make tea for someone, and at the end of the day, if you're handing them the tea, and they, like, like, hey, I don't really want to drink this, you're, or, like, they fall asleep, you don't have to open their mouth and pour it down their throat. Because right. you're like, I made yeah. this tea for you, I spent all this time doing this, like, you deserve, like, you have to drink it. It's like, no, that, that, when is that okay? Like, and so why do we think that's okay in the terms of, like, when, you know, and, like, when there's intimacy happening? Right. It's not okay there, it's not okay in the bedroom. So, That's the way I see it. Yeah. What, as we, so I mean, you've been through this twice. Um, mm-hmm. Like, do you still have, like, intimacy? Do you like, or do you have intimacy issues with, like, your boyfriend now? Or, or I mean, did you just take a time from, like, like, I'm not dating at all? Like, what is, what is basically the post-traumatic stress like? I mean, how do you get, get over it, get through it? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, um, I don't know. Like, in, I like. I'll talk more about like in the day to day realm of things because, like, mm-hmm. it definitely, um, it definitely takes its toll in like different forms. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'll be totally in the and like you know we're talking about me too. I don't want I don't want myself to be an example for everyone else. You know, yeah, there are no, girls yeah. who didn't like wake up and start an organization and become a woman of gender studies teacher. You know, like yeah. I'm. Like, I want to, like, bring that point up. Um, Mm -hmm. But I guess for me, like, you know, there'll be some moments where, like, I want to, like, read blogs and, like, listen to stories and, like, you know, be inspired and, like, fight the power. And then, like, there's some days where I really don't even want to think about it. Like, I was an acapella show the other night and they, like, did the Lady Gaga song. Wasn't it? Um, Oh, my God. Wasn't it incredible, Which is, like, so beautiful and cool. But, like, in that moment, I was, like, don't want to relate to this. I was, like, Mm. I'm a little drunk. I want to, don't want to think about this. Right. So, I think it's, I think for me, it's, it's navigating that, I mean, it took a lot for me to, like, wake up and look myself in the mirror and be, like, hey, I'm not, like, I'm I'm not less valuable person because that happened to me. And that can come in the forms of way more than just intimacy, but it comes in the form of confidence and, you know, body issues and, like, more than just, like, my boyfriend, you know? Because a lot of times I get that question, like, how do you have sex now? It's like, I'll I'll figure it out. Don't worry. You know what I mean? um, But I think that it's, like, recognizing the fact that this has so much more of a toll than just in, like, my relationships, you know? It has a... I think... A lot of times... Sorry, um, that was my fault. <laughs> it's okay. Um, like, a lot of people don't really acknowledge the fact that, you know, it can really have a toll on your schoolwork. It can have a toll on, you know, how you, like, wake up in the morning. You know, if you're in the mood to, like, or, like, have the energy to go to school that day. Um, so, for me, like, it just came with a lot of patience and a lot of... Because it's not this, like, oh, for, like, then, like, a couple months after I became okay with it. Right. Um, it just has become this thing that I've, I, for me, it didn't take, you know, seeing him walk away in handcuffs. For me, I like found justice in what happened to me through like positive change on campus and the relationships I've made with friends, you know, and with my boyfriend and being able to talk about this more. And I think that's something that is individual for everyone. Um, and it comes in different ways. You know, some people, shut down and they don't want to talk about it and there's nothing wrong with that for me i do want to talk about it um and i'm just saying that there is no right way or wrong way to cope with sexual assault right um looking forward uh there are women in their 20s 30s 40s 50s that have experienced this either 
in high school and college after mm-hmm. college you know what can you say to those women to encourage them to uh talk about it uh, whether it's publicly or is it to get help like how integral is it for women that have been keeping this in to talk about it to talk I think about it would just come yeah I think it would just you know if there's you know people listening to this that have never really come to terms with it but just realizing that like your voice is like first your story is more than just you know, this individual gratification for yourself, but understanding, like, the potential it has to inspire others. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you could have friends, you could have friends, you could have, you know, family members, you could have, like, students or, like, your teacher or, like, anyone, like, a mentor where, like, they have this similar experience, too, and, like, that really specific and form is, like, can be, like, one of the most powerful things in someone's life. And right. understanding and realizing that you know, you can hear my story and you can, like, you know, maybe want to jump on a table and scream. You can maybe just want to nod to yourself and, like, come to terms with yourself that, you know, you're not alone. You're not a less valued of a person that's happened to you. It was not your fault. Right. Um, you did nothing. You did nothing in your life to, like, ma- like allow that to happen to you. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I think that... It's realizing that like one story can be a lot more than just what they think it is. Um, I have three more questions and I'll let you go. Um, okay. So senior year of high school and uh, freshman year in college, you were a victim of sexual assault. Like, uh, where are those guys now? Like, have you, you know, do you, did, were they even aware? And that might be a dumb and sensitive question, but like, you know, do they know what they did to you? Like, do they know the impact? Like, have you talked to them? Like, what is that like? Um, the guy from high school, I don't know what he's doing. Okay. He's, uh, he's not a good guy. I don't really. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that, what happened here, I actually see him on campus a couple times, which sucks. But, yeah. um, I don't think, I don't think the guy from high school really is aware of what he did. I mm-hmm. think that... I don't know. I think he's just a bad guy. Um, yeah. And for the yeah, for the guy I called, I, I can tell you right now, like I was very vocal and saying no, um, even though I was drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this essay that's published where, but but I think in that moment I remember very loudly saying no, and there was no kind of acknowledgement of that. Um, so yeah, I, I see him around. I don't like him pisses me off when I see him. Can we, like, like, find him and kick him in the balls, like, three times? Like, <laughs> I, I feel, like, it's weird because, like, sometimes, like, I'll be in the mood where, like, I want to, like, walk him to the bar and, like, take his drink from him and, like, spit in his face and sometimes I'm just, like, I don't even want to, like, remember that you exist, you know? Like, um, so, yeah, I mean, that's another thing that, like, no one, like, I'm so glad you asked that question because, like, so many times, like, people don't realize that, like, 
when someone doesn't go to jail, you're not just forced to like live with the memory, but like you might have to revisit that every day walking to campus. Right. You know, I know a lot of girls where it's happened to guys and like they've later been assigned to like work with them in a group project and you're just like, how am I even going to like get through this right now? Right. Um, so, uh, so, you know, it doesn't really end with this. It doesn't really ever end if you're, if he's on campus. Right. You know, the trauma doesn't really get any lesser after the event. Um, if you're still walking around, if you're still at parties, you know, at bars you want to go to, like... And, I, you know, I try a lot of times, like, not let it take over my life. And, like, some of my friends would be like, you know, fuck him, like, go out, go drink. And it's like, mm. I don't I don't think that's proving anything to him if he sees me standing at the bar, like, ripping shots and, like, waving my finger at him. But, um, yeah, there, he's still there. I mean, we could, we, we could at least, like, break a couple windows or something, maybe, in yeah. his car. Like, uh, there, there are things I that can be done. Girl, you think, I think he's he a has girlfriend now. Seen, like, what? Do what you've been doing with girl code movement. You know, it's like been so big on the campus. Like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that might. I've never. Yeah, I guess he. Wow. For legal purposes, he, we cannot say his name. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, I, he's I, a, he's a girlfriend now, and I kind of thinking about like finding her and being like, you deserve a lot better than this scum. But do you feel like if you of... were to do that, do you feel like that would be? St- Stooping down to his level, do you feel like that would be an eye for eye kind of justice? Uh, like, what? I do don't you, know. Yeah, I don't really know if I can like eye for eye with what he did to me, but yeah, because um, he could send him to jail. I mean, I think about I I, I think about her, right? Sometimes, you yeah. know. Now, um, with, and I, with this situation, like, was it reported? Like, did you did you? No, not? Okay. I just. He's in my class. I failed the class. Um, that sucks. Uh, no, he, 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 I guess in lieu of like going out that night, he like asked me to his formal or like something. So I remember the next day in class, he came up to me and was like, do you want to go to, will you still go to formal with me? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I was like, fuck no. <laughs> and yeah. Like wow. walked away and like Sarah, you know Claire. My, my yeah. friend Claire was yeah, yeah, with yeah. me and yeah. like shouldered him and was like, "We have to go." Like, yeah. And but like, I didn't. Re- it, it wasn't like it wasn't like you wake up and the next morning you're like, "I was sexually assaulted." Let me call the police. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, what do you? That, it it was more like, how do I get through the next 24 hours? Yeah. Right. Like, how do I get? I had a 12:45 class and I'll never forget like. It was like 12.47 and I was just standing in front of Hall of Language just being like, am I supposed to like go and sit near this kid like right yeah. now? Like, but yeah. I have to go for my attendance grade. Like, you know, it, it wasn't about like, you know, okay. And he's like, go get counseling. Let me go get a rape this. kit. Let me ask you this, because one of the things that you said earlier in the interview, like, you know, definitely you want women to come forward. Um, mm-hmm. But in this case, you decided not to. So, like, how do you how do you take a woman? You're telling women to come forward and then you share that part of the story and then they say, well, hey, well, you have this amazing organization. You're doing great work, but you didn't come forward. So why should I come forward? Like, you're telling yeah, I mean, your story, I- but... I can, you know, maybe I'll tear my story later, but I'm not going to call the police. Like, how do you get, how do you get those people again? Every, everybody's always playing devil's advocate. There's always a hater out there. There's always somebody yeah. second guessing you. How do you convince women to come forward, even though you didn't? I think that, like, what I meant, like, coming forward, it's not about, like, getting, like, legal action involved. Okay. You just 
coming forward in terms of like your own, you know, mental sanity, coming forward to your friends, right? you know, breaking that silence, you know, for me, like, I didn't, and like that, that's what I, something I think that I wish someone had said to me being like, Hey, like, this is, this is like, these are the right words to help you understand what happened to you. Right. You know, for me, I was like, I just knew like, even like a freshman year after it happened, I didn't know the term. I didn't even like want to you know, write myself off as a victim of sexual assault. That's an identity that you have to, like, yeah. you know, check on that box so, of, like, your life. I mean, it just sucks because it, 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 at the end of the day, like, I feel that, I mean, it just feels hopeless. I mean, there's 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 positivity as far as, you know, allowing women to come forward, the prevention piece of it. But for the women that have already been affected by this, it almost seems like, like you said, that 90% uh, statistic is so staggering. It almost is like mm-hmm. guys are operating around the country uh, with Im- Im- immunity, basically. You know, um, and I, I guess it's just, I'm just trying to figure this all out. Because again, you know, like I said, I have a I have a daughter and, you know, it, <laughs> I just, in my mind, you know, and in my heart and my soul, if that was ever to happen to her, I mean, I, I would want her to call the police. But even if she didn't, I would deal with it. You know, like it would be dealt with in some form or fashion. But every young woman, every adult woman does not necessarily have that kind of support. Um, Right. So I'm just in my mind, I'm just like, wow, like how do we just how do we just make this better? Um, And I think that's an ongoing discussion that we'll probably unfortunately end up having forever. Uh, This actually is my final question. um, And I thank you so much for your time because it's almost been an hour. Yeah, thank you for Um, this. If you have or when you have children and you have a daughter or a son, like what will you tell your daughter and what will you tell your son and will it be different or will it be the same? Um, I don't know. I don't want to think about having kids. But I guess for, I don't know. I think it's, I think it would be what I would do is explain to both of them the way society has expectations on both of them mm-hmm. and how those reflect on one another, right? So I could talk to my son one day about saying these are expectations for what society has for you to be a man, mm-hmm. and those include expectations that involve women, like your sister, who's expected to then just like kind of collapse under that. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be understanding for the two of them the ways that you can't have a conversation about any of this but understanding the way like gender is stereotyped in both ways it's it's not like a one-way street at all and I think understanding like for my son the way like the expectations for him can be detrimental to both himself and to other women around him I understand that you know for my daughter like that the society's expectations of her do not are nothing should not like affect him I hope they don't affect him I hope that she can grow up and you know be the strongest person she can be with an insight on the way there are a lot of detrimental stereotypes out there and help move past those and not just for herself but you know for the people around her so right. i think that's a part of it too right no this has been awesome actually i lied there is one final question okay um, and so you know we're in an election year and obviously there's donald trump and you know in the yeah. media in the last week alone they've been playing uh, you know, just different interviews, or I think it was one interview in particular with Connie Chung, um, where I mean, pretty much 
you know, he was just talking about sex and rape and sexual assault and all those things. And, uh-huh. I mean, he was just extremely cavalier uh, in his response, in, in my opinion, very yeah. disrespectful. Um, moving forward, I mean, he's a presidential candidate. And he is, and he is speaking like that. He's the only one now, right? With, with that being said, America still continues to support him. At least a good portion yeah. of America. Like, what does that say about us as a society as it relates to women, women's rights, women's empowerment, women's bodies? What does that say about us, in your opinion, as a society? I think, I think for me, it's like the evidence that like. People are like, we don't need feminism. I'm like, look at our candidate. That's the evidence I have to support like the fight we have to fight for. Look at how quickly he came to power, how many people there are out there who genuinely believe this. You know, because I think that's like, the biggest thing, at least in my life, I get is like this criticism of feminism. Like, what do you have to complain about? Like this and that. Like you're like you're this and that and you're in school and you do this. I'm like, you're not sexually assaulted every day. It's like Okay, yes, but look how many people out there genuinely believe, like, all of these misogynist things. You know, let's not based on, like, the happenings, but just, like, the ideas and, like, theories and expectations people genuinely have about, you know, women, about people of color in this country. Right. Um, So, for me, you know, that's where I can, like, hopefully take anything Donald Trump is saying and use it to my advantage of being, like, like, here's the evidence I have for you that this this. The work we have is far from being done. Right. You know, this is like look look at how many people are coming out of you know anywhere and saying these things and and it openly acknowledges they believe these things about people. Right. You know, it, like if you're gonna if you're gonna tell me that I need to like you know just be thankful for what I have, like I'll tell you right now, like no, I'm not gonna you know make it an individual thing when I know that you know half of our country believes the opposite. You know, Absolutely. they believe all these terrible things. So for me, it's just evidence of showing, you know, so Donald how this Trump country's... once again sucks. He can get yeah. these nuts again. Like Sarah, every yeah, show Donald gets... Trump gets this. <laughs> Literally every time. Yeah, every like time. Donald. Uh, listen, uh, Sarah, one, you know, thank you for making this interview happen. Uh, obviously, you've been awesome since day one. Um, I know you guys are studying for finals. Shout out to uh, Syracuse and um, you know, I was I was at Syracuse last January. It was super cold and it snowed while I was there. Yeah. But this is having the opportunity to connect with people like you you guys has been amazing. So shout out to Syracuse and um, man, just continue to push. Obviously, however, I can be of assistance. I will. Uh, you know, this is definitely Thank something so that much. I'm gonna have my daughter listen to and just really every woman that I um that I know and this is you know we just have to continue to keep the dialogue going and it's not I think the key is even though it's uh the girl code it's not a girl, just a girl issue because obviously yeah, there's yeah, a 50 a 50 you know it takes two to do anything so um, yep. there's just a certain ed- amount of education or lack thereof that we are not getting and or need to get as men and as young men um and, and as somebody who now is a father and I I mentor other you know teenagers like middle schoolers and stuff like that like it, it, i have to be i have to do better at um making sure that uh i teach them properly as well and, and i'm not part of the the problem but more so the solution so now this has been eye-opening um you know thank you again um once thank again so give everybody awesome. uh 
your social media handles where they can reach you guys. Yeah. Um, um, oh, yeah. sorry again. Um, Not, I'll go ahead. Oh, yeah, just the Girl Code Movement. Just Google it, and I'm sure our Facebook page and our website will come up. And then on Twitter, we're the Girl Code Movement without the vowels. <laughs> All right, sounds good. 